You're listening to Answering Difficult Questions Biblically, a Sunday school series taught by Pastor Dan Christians at Maple City Baptist Church in Chatham, Ontario. For more information about Maple City, please visit us online at maplecitybaptistchurch.com. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord. I thank you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. I thank you that you are our God, Lord, that you um, have saved us, and Lord, that you've given us your Son, and Lord, that we walk with you all the time. And Lord, I pray that as we uh, just look at the world that we live in, and we consider some questions that we have, um, that you would help us to be discerning, help us to be biblical. Lord, I pray that you would guide our thoughts and our minds, and your Spirit would be just with us as we learn. And and Lord, I pray for uh, Pastor as he's bringing the Word in just a few moments. Lord, I pray that you'd um, give him the words to say, and that the worship and all that said now here and in the church service and in the Sunday school classrooms, that all of it is honor, honoring and glorifying to Jesus Christ. And we pray in his name. Amen. So the plan for this Sunday school series is kind of spelled out in the name if you've got the thing. It's called Answering Tough Questions Biblically. The goal is to answer some tough questions and to try and do it as well as we can biblically. Uh, I, I was thinking back that I did a Sunday School series in 2013, and it was called Frequently Asked Questions. And back then what I did is I took one big question, and then I took one to two weeks to answer that question. So a lot of times the topic was a big topic, and I'd, I'd spend two Sundays. This is going to be quite different than that. The goal here is to answer a minimum of two to three, maybe four questions every week. And I want to take a look at different kinds of questions, some apologetical questions uh, that deal with kind of defending our faith and why we believe what we believe, Uh, some doctrinal or biblical questions that get into like, well, why do we believe this? Why do we believe the Bible teaches this? Or here's a difficult text in the Bible. Let's figure out what it means. And then I also want to deal with some very practical questions, some questions that maybe are relevant because of the culture we live in or questions that that we wonder about how to live out our faith, how to live out the Christian life. So we're hoping to do all of those things, and I will be at different times mixing it up. So this week, it's going to be me teaching the class. Sometimes I'm going to ask Pastor to come up here, and he'll join me, and we'll kind of answer some questions together. Sometimes we might have a panel of all the elders or something like that. So I do want to kind of mix it up and get different voices answering some of these questions. And I'm hoping to get some feedback from you all. I know that we're in a big room. And when you're in a big room and you're spread out, then you feel much less likely to put up your hand and ask a question than when you're in a smaller, more confined space. Um, but I, I do encourage you, if you have a thought or a question along the way, then please, please ask it. Please kind of give out into the conversation because it encourages me. And I think sometimes you have questions that 10 other people have and they're afraid to ask. And so your courage is just really wonderful for them. All right? Maybe your question is really dumb, and I'll just tell you that was a dumb question. All right? (laughs) It happens, you know? Not not all good questions are good questions. Not all questions are good questions. Uh, I will, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not not all of my answers will be good answers either, so will you still love me? That's really... Uh, So, um, that's why... Part of, the, part of what I want to do with this class is I want to make sure that we're, t- we're dealing with issues and questions that you actually have. So I'm not just going to like Google to find out what the most you know, asked questions are, most frequently asked questions. Um, what, one thing that I did do is I had a couple of our teenagers fill out 
a sheet of questions that they have. So I have some material to draw from, but you have these sheets. And if you came in the back door, then you walk past them. And if you didn't, that's fine. Just um, this is like a, a three by five card. And if you can, if you have a question, any kind of question, and you can fill it out and put it on this card and then drop it into the black box that's right beside the sound booth. I think on the top of it says donations, so you can put your money and your questions in there at the same time. It's like, your, it's like money with your questions. Yeah, well, it's like you're paying for the answer. <laughs> um, but if you, can, if you can do that, that'd be great. And if, if the question is super inappropriate, then pastor, I will know it was you. <laughs> it, he will, for sure. <laughs> so... Uh, the other, the other option is if you want to send, if you have a question, you want to send it to the loop email or to my email, which is dchristians at maplecitybaptistchurch.com, then you're welcome to get questions in that way as well. Uh, so why do a series like this? Before we get into it, I, I want to answer that question. Why would we do a series like this? Because you know that our church is committed to expositional preaching. And part of what I thought of doing and what I've done with our our teens is pick a book of the Bible or or a character of the Bible and follow their story all the way throughout the Bible. Okay, Go passage by passage, verse by verse. I think this is the best way to to have like a standard of practice for a church for preaching because it allows us to preach the whole counsel of God. We, We don't get to pick our pet topics constantly. And if we do, then it's really obvious that the topic was about, you know, lying and we decided to make it about baptism. You know, you, you don't get to, to do that all the time. And so we get to preach the whole counsel of God by going through the text. However, there are some issues that are very relevant that come up in our lives. There are questions that we have. And if you do it that way, then sometimes you don't get around to those topics as often as you might like. And so though I think it's very important to have expositional preaching and teaching as the standard practice, I think that sometimes it can be helpful to just dive into to specific questions that we might have. And so I also believe that asking questions to someone or a church that you know is a really helpful thing. And I say that because I'm aware that any questions that you might ask here, you could easily go to Google and, and find probably a million different answers, right? And so, I mean... We all use Google or YouTube to figure out how to do lots of different things. Here we're talking about God's word. We're talking about how we live out our faith. And so much of God's design for living out our faith is in the context of church community. And the Bible says that God has gifted certain people to teach and to preach and to to edify the body and to equip the body. And I just think that God's plan is going to be best. And so having you ask questions, having me know the context that you're living in, and, and maybe even knowing you as a person um, as you ask the question, that it might be a helpful thing. It might also be helpful that you know me and you know kind of my life a little bit and pastors and, and whoever else is answering. And we have the opportunity here where if I say something that's foolish, th- then I don't just publish an article and everybody reads it and assumes that it must be right. But we have other people in this room that would be like, hey, I don't, I don't see it that way. Here's another way of looking at it. And that could be really helpful in this context. So uh, that's why we're doing this series this way. Um, We want to be true to the name of the series in our lives. We want to be able to answer tough questions biblically, right? We want to have a a Christian worldview where we can look at the issues that we're facing and not just think like, "What what do I feel is right? And some of us have Christian feelings, 
So if I said, like, is abortion wrong? Most of you would say, yes, abortion is wrong. If I said, okay, show me the Bible verse that tells you that. Well, you might go to Exodus 20 and say, thou shalt not kill. And that's, that's, a great, that's a great easy answer. It's not a bad answer. It's a good answer. But there's actually some verses that deal with a very specific situation where there's a baby that's killed in the womb and it's called murder. So maybe that's a, another good place to be able to go to. You know, So being able to fill out how we feel and inform our feelings with the Bible in some of these difficult subjects might prove to be very helpful. So we should be ready. First uh, Peter 3.15, Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. In other words, God wants you to be able to answer for what you believe, to provide an answer. And so be ready. We also need to learn to divide the word of truth in the right way. And I hope that going through and dealing with some difficult subjects and, and questions and figuring out how to do that biblically, hopefully this will model how you can also get into uh, difficult discussions and handle the word of truth in the right way. Second uh, Timothy 2.15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, that's, hopefully we are all on a path to being that workman that doesn't need to be ashamed because we can handle God's word well. And finally, I think it's, it is important to develop a biblical worldview. Uh, Romans 12.2 says we're not supposed to be conformed to this world, but, but have our minds transformed. And we should be looking for what God wants, what is good and acceptable and right in the sight of God. And we're going to find that in his word. And then Colossians 3.10 says, we have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. I think it's interesting that, that part of our being a new creature is that we're supposed to be thinking differently, different kind of knowledge. And so how do we find that? Well, we continually go to God's word. And I, I say that over and over again because I think it's important that we recognize that just because we are born again doesn't mean we have all the right answers to all the questions, right? That it is incumbent upon us to be getting into God's word and allowing God's word to shape us and to change us. Because I can guarantee we are, you and I, we are going to come to different conclusions about some of the issues that we talk about. And that's okay, as long as we're both going to God's word for our answer. But what happens many times is that Christians think that because they believe something or their, their church that taught something or whatever it is for a long time, and it's, it's ingrained in us, that we're actually not even willing to listen to what God's word says. We would never say that. We would never say that, no, I don't care what God's word says. We would just assume we already know. Okay, And so it's important for all of us to be able to humble ourselves before the word of God and let him change the way we think and see the world that we live in. All right, dangers. What are some of the dangers? Well, <laughs> uh, the danger is you might not like what I say, all right? You might think I'm wrong, and it might be because I'm wrong, it might be because you're wrong, and it might be that we're both wrong, right? But I think, this is what I found, it's really funny, I found that when you talk to people about gray matters, about issues that aren't absolutely clear, in your church, most people think that the pastor agrees with what they already think. You kind of just assume that because you agree with all of this other stuff that's, that's made very clear, that you must agree on some of these other issues that are 
maybe less clear. Maybe you even think they are abundantly clear and the Bible's actually not as clear as you think. So I, I say that because I'm gonna be super honest as we go through this. And I'm not gonna tell you, hey, the Bible absolutely forbids this if it doesn't, all right? And so we, you might disagree with some things I have to say and that, that can be dangerous. It can be dangerous as long as we, um, if we assume that we have to agree on every single point in order to be friends, okay? I don't believe that's true. I think uh, in essentials, unity, and non-essentials, liberty, and all things love, that is a quote that is often attributed to Augustine, and uh, it's a good one. I don't know if he said it, but it's a good one. Uh, and, and, and so you think about that. There are some key truths, the main things that are the plain things and the plain things that are main things. So Alistair Begg always says, and, and those are the issues that you and I need to agree with. We all, our church needs to agree with, the essentials of the faith. But there are a lot of questions. There are a lot of issues that we're not 100% clear on. And it's okay to have some disagreement in those areas within the church, as long as we recognize that the unity comes in Christ, in the gospel, and in our belief in the word of God and all those essential things, all right? So uh, here's some Proverbs for us all as we get into it. Proverbs 1.5, a wise man will hear and increase in learning. Man of understanding will attain wise counsel. The way of the, Proverbs 12.15, the way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. I like this one, Proverbs 17.10. Rebuke is more effective for a wise man than a hundred blows on a fool. All right? All of those things, okay? If, you are, if you're a wise person, it means that you're ready and willing to learn. It doesn't mean that everything you think right now is wrong. In fact, you're probably ahead of the fool that always thinks they're right. It means that you're willing to learn. And so let's be willing to learn together. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about what you've just heard or are interested in the ministry of Maple City, please visit our website at maplecitybaptistchurch.com.